Are you ready to take your intermittent fasting lifestyle to the next level? There's nothing better than community to help with that. In the Delay Don't Deny community, we all embrace the clean fast, and there's just the right support for you as you live your intermittent fasting lifestyle. You can connect directly with me in the Ask Jen group, and I'll answer all of your questions personally. If you're new to intermittent fasting or recommitting to the intermittent fasting lifestyle, join the 28-Day Fast Start group. After your fast start, join us for support in the first-year group. Need tips for long-term maintenance? We have a place for that. There are many more useful spaces beyond these, and you can interact in as many as you like. Visit jenstevens.com community to join us. An annual membership costs just over a dollar a week when you do the math. If you aren't ready to fully commit for a year, join for a month, and you can cancel at any time. If you know you'll want to stay forever, we also have a lifetime membership option available. IF is free. You don't need to join our community to fast. But if you're looking for support from a community of like-minded intermittent fasters, we're here for you at jenstevens.com community. That's jenstevens.com community. Achieving my long-term goals is more about creating healthy habits and less about quick fixes. And that's why I love both intermittent fasting and daily harvest. Tim Spector, a gut health expert and founder of Zoe, and Dr. B, gastroenterologist and author of Fiber Fueled, recommend that you aim for at least 30 unique plant foods per week. Daily Harvest helps make it easy. One of my favorite options is the sweet potato and wild rice hash harvest bowl. With Daily Harvest, I'm getting tons of plant-based options built on organic fruits and vegetables that are easy to prep and free of weird ingredients such as fillers, seed oils, and added sugars. Create healthy habits that last with Daily Harvest. For a limited time only, go to dailyharvest.com ifstories to get $30 off your first box plus free shipping. That's dailyharvest.com ifstories for $30 off your first box and free shipping. Daily harvest.com slash is stories. Welcome to Intermittent Fasting Stories. I'm your host, Jen Stevens, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fast Feast Repeat, as well as the book that started it all, Delay Don't Deny. I lost over 80 pounds thanks to intermittent fasting after learning how to delay my eating rather than denying myself the delicious foods I want to eat. Now, Who's ready to hear an inspirational intermittent fasting story? That's why we're here. So let's get excited to talk to today's guest. Hi, everybody, and welcome to episode 120 of Intermittent Fasting Stories. Today, I'm here with Marianne Emanuel Gelia. Marianne lives in Bedford, Massachusetts, where she works as a corporate attorney for a medical software corporation. Welcome, Marianne. Hi, Jen. Well, I'm so glad to have you here today. How's everything going up there in Massachusetts? It's good. It's really hot up here. <laughs> We're having a heat wave. We're recording in August. It'll come out in November, but yeah, <laughs> maybe by the time this comes out, it'll be crisp and cool in fall, right? It probably will be. <laughs> Well, I'm so glad to talk to you today. You know, I like to start by asking what brought you to intermittent fasting and when was that? Well, it was in January of 2019. 
And what brought me there was I was really sick of the way I was looking in holiday photos. We do a holiday photo every year. There were some years I was smaller than others, but we took one in the winter of 2018. And I just, I couldn't bear to send them out. I was just horrified by the way my face looked, my body looked, and I just, I didn't want to send any of them out. I knew I needed to do something. I knew I had, was trying to watch my weight and do Fitbit tracking, but I needed to do something and I wasn't sure what to do. I had been reading, you know, Us Weekly and the Celebrity Mags, and they were talking about how some of the stars did you know, intermittent fasting. And I was a little scared to just even think about trying anything like that. But what ended up happening was I'm friends with someone up in, um, we have a a summer place and winter place in New Hampshire. And I I see this woman who has children as well, quite regularly. And I noticed she looked pretty slim. And I said to her, she's what led me to join the website. Her name's Mary Dolly. She's a friend of mine. And she recommended you. She basically said, you need to hook up with Jen Stevens' book. She was telling me a little bit about you, that you were a teacher. And she says that she fasts daily and she eats from four to seven. And I I just thought this was craziness. I couldn't think of anyone in their right mind doing this. But she said, listen, just join the website. There's a Facebook group. Look into it and then get her book and educate yourself. And so I I did as she had suggested. I think it's funny that you first saw it in U.S. Weekly and the celebrity magazines and the celebrities were doing it. I'm pretty sure it was Beyonce, you know? (laughs) Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. So I just started educating myself and what I had been reading from various journals before I had gotten your book was if you're scared, try a 10 hour fast. You can do that and then work your way up to eight hours. And so I took it like that. You know, I I thought, okay, I can maybe do nine to seven and push up breakfast a little bit. And, and then slowly, but surely I managed to do 11 to seven and I would bring, I'd skip breakfast and I'd bring lunch to work or I'd get lunch at, at the office and then I'd make dinner. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? within two weeks, I don't need to do 11 to seven. And and then I did one to seven and that was easy. And I just decided to push myself. Awesome. So that was pretty quick. It was within two weeks. I went down to four to eight, four hours, one meal a day. Within two weeks. Yes. Within a two week time frame. I want to give a little bit of a backstory here before I delve more into it. I want to say that, you know, in high school, I was about 118. I was happy with the way I looked. And then in college, um, you know, I gained weight from drinking and eating pizza late at night. And I was never really anything in the way of obese, but I had gained 15 to 25 pounds. And then I learned that when I was younger, all I had to do was jog four miles and then I was thin again. And that's what I did when I was younger. In my 20s, I would just eat what I wanted, drink what I wanted and just jog it off. I realized that as I approached my 30s, I couldn't really do that anymore. And I just continued to gain weight. And I actually went, got on a scale at a gym in my early 30s, and I was 157, and I was horrified. And how tall are you? 5'2". Okay. We need that for per, for perspective. Yeah. So I su- suggested Jenny Craig, and Jenny Craig worked. 
Jenny Craig took off about 20 pounds, but I'm paying 100 bucks every week for the food. And it was very difficult to sustain that. And so I'd say for the better part of my 30s, even into my early 40s, it didn't bother me that much that I was carrying extra weight on me. And I was dating. I eventually got married when I was 39. And my husband never complained about the way I looked. But once I had my son, when I was 40, I had gotten into the 170 range. And then I took quite a bit off. I was around 161. And then by the time I went back to the office, I was like 151. But all the women at the office were doing um, Weight Watchers. And so I joined them and I did it too. And I have to say, I was a success at Weight Watchers. It came off very quickly if I followed their program. What Weight Watchers program worked for you? The points. Okay. So I was counting points. I was counting 24 points a day or 20, 20 to 24 points a day. And it worked. But what they prompted me to do was to eat all day. <laughs> it was it was like, I didn't want to let myself get too hungry. So I had a snack here and that snack there. And they all added up to the points that I needed. And I was counting points. I did good at it. And I saved my alcohol points for the weekend. I mean, it was just, it came off very quickly, but it was so hard to maintain the weight loss. And I was about, I got down to about 126 pounds where I am today, but it, I couldn't maintain it. And I didn't want to do that anymore. So where I'm going with this is I turned to intermittent fasting because I wanted to do something different. I didn't want to count points anymore. I didn't want to buy Jenny Craig food anymore. I wanted to do this my way and I wasn't in a hurry to take it off. So I started it in January of 2019 and I weight came off about a pound a week or so. And then early February, I'm a skier and so is my husband and my son. I ended up tearing my ACL. So I needed rest. I needed surgery and I couldn't exercise. And so this was in early February of 2019. I just started this intermittent fasting. I was all excited about it. And I'm thinking, what do I do with this? I don't want to gain weight while I'm home and not working and not exercising. And what am I going to do here? So I thought about it. I'm like, I'm going to still work this program. I'm going to do it. I still did just the the four hours a day. And the only exercise I was able to do were the, my physical therapy exercises, of course. And I came back from my surgery in May, eight pounds lighter. Wow. And people are coming up to me. People came to visit me here and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> You're getting pretty small here. You know, you're looking good. It's all was working for me, I should say. And then what happened was in the summer, I got down to maybe the high 130s, which is what Weight Watchers deemed for me to be my goal weight range. That's kind of how they do things. And I thought, you know what? I'm looking better. I'm, I'm happier. People are complimenting me. But what can I do to get the scale moving? Because this needle wasn't really moving past the high 130s mid 130 range. And I, I didn't know what else to do. And I started listening to other viewers and they said, try shortening your window, try to give up the alcohol and the added sugar. So I listened to them and I made my window five to eight. I would have a drink maybe on the weekends. And then I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? I'm married to a non-drinker. 
it's not really fun for me to drink when my husband's not drinking. And my social circle has kind of diminished (laughs) with regard to women that drink. They just kind of all kind of stopped because they're losing weight. And, And I'm thinking this really isn't serving me much. It's making me feel really dragging the next day. And that's about it. So I listened to other viewers and I took their advice and I shortened my window and gave up the alcohol. And I thought it was in my best interest to end my window with some type of full fat, like the brie cheese, the full fat yogurt, some nuts. And it worked. So I started to lose more weight and it was slowly. I mean, I'm not any of the miraculous people you see on your website that are taking it off pretty quickly. I didn't. I'm a turtle. I'd say within by February of 2020, I was 135 and I was happy, but I kind of wanted to push a little more. And then the coronavirus came and we're all at home with our children and our husbands and our jobs and I really didn't want to gain the weight back. And then the gyms are all closed. And I was going to the gym twice a week to do strength training for my knee because I went went back to skiing. And I didn't know what I was going to do. So I continued to fast and to have a three to four hour window, I'd say. But every morning, since the weather turned nice, I'd walk three miles <laughs> around six. And then I'd do a beach body on demand workout. I like the heavy lifting ones because it's just adding the strength trainings work and wonders for me. And then I went about my day. I'd say that and the strength training and, and the fasting's taken my weight down to the to under 130. And then I started listening to some people out there and she knows who she is. Marie Asher encouraged me to start doing alternate daily fasting. So I've been playing around with that. Now, is she a real life friend of yours? Is- I'm saying she's becoming a friend of mine. She went to my college and we both went to Rutgers University. And no, I didn't know her ahead of time, but she's sort of guiding me through this. And she's been quite instrumental in my fasting. So she encouraged me to, to mix it up. So I started with the Sunday night into Tuesday. And I thought, oh my God, there's no way I can do this. I listened to other people here that Roxy telling me to just make sure you hydrate and keep busy. And I do it every Sunday night to Tuesday now. And now my weight is under 130. I'm in the 120s. So you've added the mealless Monday. That was something that Roxy, one of one of the group moderators, has been leading for a while now. Mealless Monday, she calls it. And it was really a way for people to feel inspired to try a longer fast, one a week, making sure to have an up day you know, the next day when you open your window on Tuesday to eat at least two meals and three would even be okay. But I know that Roxy's done a great job inspiring people and also Marie. So what have you found differently? I, I know you said your weight is down below 130, which feels wonderful. But how is that longer fast feeling to you every week? Um, well, at first it was really hard. I didn't know if I could do it. I started getting headaches and I didn't even want to be in the room with my family. I would get my husband and son a very simple dinner, but then I'd leave the room because I didn't want to be around people eating. And I told my husband, it's nothing against you. I'm just, I don't want to be around food any more than I have to. And I'm trying this out and uh, I want your support. So I mean, he, he definitely gave it to me. 
now I, I thought, oh, I'll try this every other week maybe. But I just couldn't believe the way I felt the day after. That being said, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do this every other week. I'm going to do this every week because I couldn't believe how loaded with energy I would be the following day. Maybe not the Tuesday, but the Wednesday. I was loaded with energy. And I'm like, am I on something? <laughs> I'm not on anything. <laughs> I feel like I'm. So the magic of the intermittent fasting with the longer fast every week just made you feel just so energetic and like, like yeah, I can do yes, this. Yes. And I'd say towards the end of the 40-hour fast, I'm feeling somewhat hallucinogenic. <laughs> Yeah, maybe that's the word for it. I know what you mean. You know, you're like in a, a state of euphoria. Delirium is also another word, but it's it's all good. Ketosis, it's right? All, <laughs> it's all good. I'm not complaining, you know, but I look forward to breaking my fast and it's been wonderful. We all face stress in our daily lives. What if the answer to a better stress response is in one key nutrient? I'm talking about magnesium and specifically magnesium breakthrough by by optimizers. This one-of-a-kind product is designed to reverse low levels of magnesium, which could have a positive effect on our stress response. But don't take my word for it. Here's a quote from a 2020 issue of the scientific journal Nutrients. Results suggest that stress could increase magnesium loss, causing a deficiency. And, in turn, magnesium deficiency could enhance the body's susceptibility to stress, resulting in a magnesium and stress vicious circle. I only recommend Magnesium Breakthrough by by Optimizers. It's the only organic full-spectrum magnesium supplement that includes seven unique forms of magnesium for stress resilience and better sleep. Simply go to bioptimizers.com slash ifstories promo code IFSTORIES10 to get your magnesium breakthrough and find out this month's gift with purchase. That's bioptimizers.com slash IFSTORIES, promo code IFSTORIES10. If you've been listening to my podcast for a while, you know what a fan I am of Dr. Tim Spector and the work he's doing with Zoe. I was first introduced to his work in 2015, and I've been following his research ever since. What I love most about the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast is that they have weekly interviews with world-leading experts who explain how their latest research can benefit your health. Recently, I was thrilled to finally meet him face-to-face as we recorded an episode for the Zoe Science and Nutrition podcast, and this episode aired on on April 11th. We had a chance to talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study, and I had the opportunity to explain the clean fast to Jonathan, which may explain why he didn't enjoy his prior experiences with fasting. Search for Zoe Science and Nutrition on your podcast player or on YouTube to hear the latest episode, and don't forget to look for the April 11th episode to hear me, Tim, and Jonathan talk about the world's biggest intermittent fasting study. And how long have you been following that that mealless Monday? I started it in April. And actually another listener out there, another person in your Facebook group, Faith Upton, she and I did it together. So she kind of like, oh, let's try it out. So I was doing it for a while with her. Now I'm kind of just doing it on my own. But I always comment in on the group with the Fasting Roxy group. So That's fabulous. And having someone that you can actually talk to. Y'all like communicate through Messenger on Facebook. Facebook. (laughs) Yeah. Having people that you can really talk to about that really helps. Just, I know we have the large groups, but it's easy to feel like you're lost in a group of 300,000 or even 30,000. But when you have that person you can message with, hey, how are you doing? How's your fast going? It just makes all the difference in the world. Yeah, no, it was really good. It's my own little 
network of closed people that have been wonderful and instrumental in helping me, I'd say, keep this weight off. That's great. Now, is there anyone in your your normal life, like real life people that you know of that are also doing intermittent fasting or all your whole support system virtual? Um, no, my whole support system isn't virtual, but I'd say out of my friends, I've kind of turned a few of them onto it. But according to them, I'm their leader. I'm the one that they're looking up to. And they said, I'm their inspiration. I don't want to put their names out there for obvious reasons, but they deferred to me as far as guidance and sat down with a couple of them. And one was telling me that she was in her window. She was having during her fasting time, she was having, you know, her detox tea. And I said, no, no, you can't do that. She's like, what? And I said, you can't have detox tea. Let your body detox by itself. No special detox products or teas needed, right? And I got to say, when I first joined the group, I joined the Facebook group before I read the book. And I was used to having the black coffee, but I had put ghee and cinnamon in it. And I was writing people, I'm like, oh, can I have my cinnamon and my ghee? And they're all, I got shamed. They're like, have you been reading her book? You haven't read her book yet, have you? <laughs> Sorry. Let me read her book. And, <laughs> and then I started educating myself more about, you know, the principles behind it and no flavors. <laughs> I have to say where Weight Watchers went wrong was that I was hungry all the time on Weight Watchers. And it was because I was feeding myself all the time. And so it's almost like food is a type of drug. Like I, I don't want to say I've cut it out, but I've delayed it until I start my window and I don't have the cravings that I used to have. I don't feel the need to eat all day. That's what's so remarkable. People that have never done it don't really get it. I was being interviewed for someone's radio show the other day and the guy said, you have such great willpower to wait to eat until later in the day. And like, you know, that's the way it sounds to people that have never done fasting before. But the people who really have great willpower are the ones doing things like Weight Watchers, the low-calorie diets where you eat every couple of hours. That is a thousand times harder than waiting to open your eating window. It is harder. And eating throughout the day, I have to say, I don't do it. There's been an occasion when I went to see my sister in Virginia and she made breakfast, lunch, and dinner, or we all had meals out. And I didn't say no, it was a weekend. But I have to say, the next day or two afterwards, I was feeling gross. And I couldn't wait to get back to fasting. It's true. And the people who have not tried it just don't know what they're missing. And they think it's going to be harder than it really is. So you have, I guess, beat your Weight Watchers goal that you had. You're at a great weight for you and you're feeling good. Have you had any health changes, any health benefits? Oh, yeah. I've had a lot of health benefits. So I used to have sinus infections and that inflammation in my sinuses has all gone away. I used to have cystic acne and that's gone away. I used to need I don't want to say acne medication, but I used to have all these acne type serums on my face and, and I've noticed so much more youthful appearance in my skin and just clearer skin. I've been sleeping incredibly and loaded with energy. That's the best part to me, the energy feeling like you could just take on the world. Yeah. 
Yeah. And I got to say, like, the, the lack of alcohol, too, has helped in the sense that, like, if I don't get eight hours of sleep when I'm intermittent fasting, I'm okay the next day. I'm not miserable. I'm not dragging. I may be a little tired, but I can do more than just get through the day. I can get through the day and be productive as well. If I had a drink or two, yeah, maybe not so much. So That really is true. And um, the, as I've gotten older, you've heard me talk about this, I'm sure, that I have started to drink less alcohol and realized I feel better when I do have less alcohol. So, like, I haven't had alcohol. This is day seven. I'm not, like, try, saying, oh, I'm not going to have alcohol. I just, you know, I had some wine last Tuesday. We're on a Monday now recording. And just over the weekend, I just didn't pour myself a glass of wine and... I feel fabulous. <laughs> I'm not going to be alcohol-free every day, but I'm choosing it less, which is interesting. Again, just like with food, not purposefully choosing different foods, the same with the alcohol. Yeah. It's also, it doesn't serve me and it, it makes me feel dragging and, and tired the next day. And, you know, it's my social circle doesn't lend itself to a drinking environment, so... Yeah, it's just fascinating how our bodies lead us in different directions. And if I'm going to drink alcohol, I know you've heard me say dry farm wines. Yes, I know all about dry farm (laughs) wines. They make all the difference. I was at the beach with friends a few weeks ago, and I did not take my expensive, precious dry farm wines (laughs) to the beach. And I was like, I'm ready to go back home and (laughs) have only the good stuff. But yeah, I get it. And so the thing is, is that we become so much more in tune with our bodies that we want to feel good. Mm Mm-hmm. So how about your husband? Does he do any intermittent fasting? How does he feel about it? He doesn't, and he doesn't need to. He's a small man. He's in excellent shape. He's 10 years older than me. He's a tennis guru. I mean, he's on the courts every free minute that he's not in the office or with us, you know, on the weekends. We're playing tennis with him. But he's definitely appreciative of the results of intermittent fasting with me. (laughs) So... He doesn't really need to lose any weight. Well, you know, my husband didn't either, but he started doing it just for the health benefits. So <laughs> That's good. He loves the way he feels now. He's got a um, PhD in medicinal chemistry, so the science really appealed to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, my husband's a chemist too, actually. He's a chemical engineer. Okay. What kind of chemistry does he do? Well, he's a chemical engineer. He's an engineer, yeah. So he works in research and development at a life science company in, in Bedford, um, so analyzes data from okay. the chemists. Well, it's fun having having a science-minded husband. Yeah. I enjoy that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he could talk the science with me. Yeah. And he's told me in the past, he's like, oh, maybe you could skip a meal if you wanted to lose weight. And I just was so horrified at the thought of skipping a meal. Like it just seemed like sacrilege. And now that, you know, I realized, okay, no trauma is going to happen. You're not going to die from missing a meal, you know? And it's for me, it's just been the way to go. It's always so interesting. You know, your husband said, skip a meal. You know, my husband had this similar kind of advice and neither of them ever struggled with their weight. How does your husband naturally eat when he gets up? Like what's his natural way of being in you? Does he stop eating when he's had enough? I mean, no, he just, he'll have a um, large bowl of cereal in the morning and then he'll bring fruit with him to work and maybe some table talk pies with him. (laughs) He just kind of eats what he wants and brings that stuff to work. And then I will make a dinner every night or he'll grill. So 
on a night I'm not eating, I'll make for the family something very basic. We're talking mac and cheese, nothing fancy. And he'll, he'll sit down and eat it and doesn't gain an ounce. (laughs) And other nights he'll grill for us. So that's kind of how he operates. I think it's it's interesting for people that have never struggled with their weight, like your husband and my husband. I was watching him eat well, really every night because we eat together. And he will stop eating with food on his plate and just leave just a few bites. And I'm like, even though I know not to finish everything if, you're, if you've had enough, and sometimes it's still a struggle not to eat all the food that's on the plate. Does your husband eat all the food that's on the plate? Yes, but he was one of four and they were taught not to waste and they were brought up a little differently. I was not raised that way, but I have to say I do tend to eat my one meal a day with gust. I can usually eat everything that I prepare on my on my plate if I'm eating one meal a day. So that's not really a problem for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me neither, because I, I I really love that meal. Exactly right. So, you know, we hear a lot of people talk about how their tastes in food have changed over time. Has that happened for you? Yeah, I'd say I kind of cut out sugar. I'd say I used to even have like the keto ice cream, or maybe not the keto ice cream, the ice cream that's the enlightened. And I'd have that every night because I figured that was helping me. And I'm like, I don't really need this. Instead, I'm doing the oatmeal. After I have my meal, my my one meal that I make, whatever that may be, I'll have oatmeal and maybe a little bit of the sugar-free chocolate that Lily's in there and some berries and some nuts. And it's usually the steel-cut oats and it's delicious. So I'll have that. I would never usually choose that as a way to close my window. And then I've developed an affinity for French cheeses. So I've made myself very familiar in the cheese department of various stores up here and cut myself a slice of, you know, I'll wait a little bit after the oatmeal, maybe about a half hour. And then I'll have a little bit of the brie cheese, maybe a couple of Triscuits and some cashews. And I would normally have never eaten that at the end of a day, but I'm done and I'm happy. Yeah. Having a good cheese like that, I've been doing that as well to close my window. Good cheese to close my window, just a little something. Probably heard me talk about dates. I love to have a few dates. They they really just fill that sweet fix need so well. But there's a reason why in France they have a good cheese at the end of the meal. Yeah, I know. It really is a sad, like a satisfying way to close the window. I know that when I would be on a cruise, which... Who knows when we'll cruise again, but when I would be on a cruise, sometimes for dinner, I would get the cheese plate for dessert instead of the chocolate dessert. And and it just felt like, okay, I'm done. I'm satisfied. It feels good. What other cheeses do you like besides Brie? I like the chevre, the goat cheese. Have you had that? That's like my favorite. I actually lived in Paris for a little bit before I went to law school and I fell in love with the country there. And, uh, you know, I, I speak French fluently and so I'm trying to impart all of the the French culture on my son, you know, so I'm hoping he, and so far he hasn't really appreciated any of the foods. He's nine. Okay. Nine-year-olds are like, "Eh uh-uh. No, he likes a little mozzarella because he is half Italian, so he'll have some of that. But other than that, he's not into the whole French cheese thing. He's probably not ready for some chevre yet. Oh, he would probably make disgusting sounds and walk away, so no. 
I certainly would not have appreciated it at no. nine, but try it with a little dates. Do you ever no, have dates? No, but I, I sh- I'm Middle Eastern. I put should. A, <laughs> okay. Put a little put a little goat cheese with your dates. Oh, that is absolutely maybe delicious. I will. Yeah. I'll Peanut butter is good, but the goat cheese with the dates, mm. so good. Sounds delicious. Yeah. It's better than any dessert I could think of having. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is so opposite from before. I used to be a big, huge ice cream fan. I still like ice cream, but I would buy ice cream and eat the whole pint in a few days just myself. I would hide it in the freezer so my children wouldn't find it, but it would be my ice cream. And I can't think of the last time that I have bought ice cream. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I buy like the fruit and juice bars for my son. And then my husband has all sorts of ice cream in the freezer that he and my son eat, but I have no interest in it. I mean, it doesn't do anything for me. I'm not tempted. I don't want it. <laughs> the me of a few years ago would probably not believe it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How, how it's changed over time. So is there anything that you struggle with in your intermittent fasting life? Um, Sometimes if I slept poorly or if I had a little sugar that I would normally not have had, I tend to want to break my fast earlier. You know, if I didn't get as good a night's sleep, I'll get grouchy and I'll just think, oh, I want to eat, you know. And sometimes I have to say I don't beat myself up over it if I open a little bit earlier than I normally would have. So I've tried to give myself that type of grace, but I do struggle sometimes, yeah. And then other times I can push it to 20 more hours. So it, it varies. It varies. It varies on how busy I am and how well-rested I am, I think. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I think that that's a great point that it's going to vary from day to day because so many people hear like you and I talking about, oh, it's effortless. Oh, it's easy. Oh, we make it all day. And then they think that when they have a struggle day that something's not working because they have a struggle day and we describe it as so easy when really we all do have struggle days. Yeah, so that's kind of what ended up happening. I have to say uh, on the plus side, though, I'm very thrilled beyond belief. Like I, I never thought I'd be shopping in the small size department Figured I was always a medium, if not large, on top, and I was shied away from light colors because light colors just made my chest look even larger. And I carried all my weight in my upper body. I don't have a large lower body. I'm more of an apple-shaped person, and I carried my weight in my chest and my my bust and my back. And it just once I saw the weight starting to come off, 
I was thinking, oh my gosh, a medium top is, is big on me. And so I started now shopping in the small size department, you know, on Kohl's or Old Navy. And then small top on me was too large from Old Navy. And I just bought an extra small and it just came in the mail. And I'm like, oh my God, that's awesome. I'm wearing an extra small top. And then my size four shorts were big on me. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, what's going on here? Am I taking some type of magic potion? And so I went and bought size two shorts from Old Navy. And I I can't believe it. I never thought I'd be a size two. It really is remarkable. And being able to shop, you know, like, um, I don't know how your stores are. Are they letting you try things on, you know, with the pandemic? No. Same no. here. I was at... um. Where was I? Belks. Y'all probably don't have Belks up there, do you? No, we do not. We were at, at Belks, and there's a brand that I like at Belks, a brand of shorts that fits me very, very well. And so I went into the store. We weren't allowed to try anything on. I'm like, well, in this particular brand, I know that the size two shorts fit me very, very well. I'm just going to buy these two pairs of shorts. And I took them home, and they fit. Oh, that's awesome. And it's such a great feeling. I'm like, see, I don't need to try it on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I listened to what you said about consignment stores, and we have one in our town. Um, and you cannot try anything on there, but they just reopened, and their clothing is all 50% off what they, the discounted rate that it is. And so I thought, I'm going to listen to her. I'm going to start buying some size two shorts there <laughs> and size small tops. And uh, I'm glad I did. I brought them home, tried them on. They fit. Do you have vineyard vines by you? Um, we do have some vineyard vines. We do have some. We do have we have some stores where you can find that. I don't know if I've ever tried any vineyard vines on. I tend to stick to the loft. Do you ever go to the loft? Yes, I like the loft too. Yeah. Like I think today I'm wearing loft head to toe. <laughs> oh, nice. But anyway, they fit and I was like, oh, great, good, because I can't return them, you know. <laughs> they were five bucks, but they look good and I could wear them. I could tell my husband I'm in a size too short, so. Such a great feeling. I can remember my largest size that I allowed myself to buy was a 16W, even though I was probably an 18. What was the largest size you were in? I think a large or maybe a t-shirt that was an extra large. And that just really depressed me. I think when I was, before I even did the fasting, I had probably at one point had a size 10 or 12 pants and those were too big for, I wouldn't want to go down that road again. So depressing. <laughs> and it is important to note how tiny you are because 5'2 is little. So, you know, for somebody else, a size 10 might be their goal size if they're, you know, tall. Yeah. And it was, you know, too much. And I'm very happy with the way I look now. And I would like to be maybe 118. So I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing, but I'm not going to be miserable if I don't get under 120. So 118 was your, your high school weight? Yes. Yeah, I really think there's something to a lot of us being, you know, able to get back to our high school weight with intermittent fasting, and that may be where your body wants to be. Definitely keep us posted and see see how that goes. So just overall, what is the best thing about intermittent fasting to you? Um, the best part of intermittent fasting is the freedom from having to make a decision about what to eat all day. I like the fact that it's either one meal or no meal. The benefit is the energy. If I'm sleeping well and I've fasted clean, I feel like I can run a marathon. 
I'm very active and it's because of the fasting. So when, when one of your friends sees you, especially after quarantine, are you working from home now or are you working in the office? I'm at home. When you see somebody you haven't seen in a while and they say, well, you know, look at you, Marianne, you look fantastic. What, what do you tell them? I tell them it's, it's all intermittent fasting. And here's this woman who's really helped me out and here's her book and here's the website and, <laughs> and it's working for me. And if I can do it, anyone can do it. Yeah, I think that's great. And, and how do people generally respond to that? Have people heard of intermittent fasting? Some people have heard of it. They said, oh, well, that's that eight-hour thing. And I said, you can do the eight-hour thing if it works for you. But I chose to shorten that to a three-hour window. And and then they're like, three? Three hours? You you eat for three hours? Is that it? That's all? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what I did. That's what I my body needs. And and then they, they're like, I can't do that. And I said, no, you could. And then I tell them about the alternate daily fasting the ext- or the longer fast, I should say. And they, they're horrified. They're like, oh, I could never do that. <laughs> Don't say that. You might surprise yourself. <laughs> and then you should say, well, that's what I thought too before I started. <laughs> so, I mean, I was a year and three months into fasting with you guys until I even was brave enough to try the alternate daily fast. I think that's an excellent point because we see people who join the groups and that are new. And, you know, my new book just came out recently since we're recording yes, this I in early August. <laughs> oh, thank you. I'm so yeah. glad. But they'll, they'll have read the book and they'll say, well, I just finished my 28-day fast start. Now I'm ready to do alternate daily fasting. I'm like, well, hold yeah. on. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's don't feel like you have to jump right to it. And you went a year and three months before you did it. Because I just thought, oh, my God, I could never do that, you know. And I'm like, and I have to say, Marie was a support system throughout the whole time. And then she's like, is this your first fast? We're like, yep, that's my first longer fast. (laughs) Yay, Marie. And I interviewed her on an earlier. I can't remember the the episode number, but she's fabulous. She's one of my moderators. She's great. And we've been supposed to meet several times, and something's always come up, like hurricanes and pandemics. And one day, Marie and I will meet (laughs) in person, face-to-face. She's close to you, though, right? Closer. She's on the Connecticut-New York line, and I live in Massachusetts. So it's probably about a three-and-a-half, four-hour drive. But but we chat on on Messenger. Okay, that's farther than I was thinking. Yeah. Well, that's good. That's good. I, I love the way that intermittent fasting has brought us to new friends, whether near or far. The people that can be our support system. I love that. Because really, I've got friends in town that do it, but my best support system are my online friends and even the moderators will talk together and someone will say, I'm having a hard fast today. Or why did I have a day where I ate all day? You know, even the moderators, even me, we all (laughs) still have struggles. And just being able to communicate that when everybody else makes it look so easy, like everything's perfect, realizing that every single person has struggle days. That's important. So what would you tell someone just starting out with intermittent fasting? Or what do you wish you knew when you first started? If I was to advise people, I'd say make sure you stick to the clean fasting because the clean fasting really helps extend any fast you want to do to a longer period of time. And I'd say, don't be afraid to test yourself. 
to a longer fast. Don't be afraid and know that there's a great network of people out there that can help you through it. Yeah, I think that's important. So find a support system, whether it's real life friends or an online support system, you know, we're there for you in the Facebook groups, but find a good friend who's had the same struggles as you and do a book study together, read it together, discuss it together. Having a community, I think, is so important because it can get you through those times when you're like, what am I doing? <laughs> and don't beat yourself up, right, when you're having having a struggle day. And don't you don't beat yourself up. And, um, you know, if, if you if you fall off the wagon, don't be afraid to try it again. I don't beat myself up if I have to break my fast uh, earlier than normal. I, I kind of make up for it the next day. So, Absolutely. Perfection not required or expected. It's life. Life is messy. Well, Marianne, it has been great to talk to you today. It's been great talking to you, too. I look forward to seeing you around the groups. Sounds good. Thank you, Jen. Do you have an intermittent fasting story to tell? Email me at jen at intermittentfastingstories.com, and I'll add you to the lineup. That's G-I-N at intermittentfastingstories.com. The world wants to hear your story. That's it for today. Remember, I may have a doctorate, but I'm not a medical doctor. So don't use anything you hear on this podcast as a substitute for medical advice. Please always check with your doctor or healthcare provider if you have medical questions. I'll talk to you next week, Fasting Family, where we will hear another inspiring story. Have a great week and fast on. Intermittent Fasting Stories is edited, mixed, and mastered by Resonate Recordings. To learn more, visit them at ResonateRecordings.com or email them at hello at ResonateRecordings.com. Intermittent Fasting Stories listeners will receive a free offer if you mention that you heard it on the podcast.